Welcome to the Dating Stories Podcast. I'm B And I'm Joe. Together we have a lot of dating experience. And we're not alone, so it's time to start sharing. In each episode, we invite real daters to tell us about their creepy, juicy, embarrassing, or simply epic true dating stories. Whether you're single, ready to mingle, or it's complicated, tune into the Dating Stories podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you cast your pots. Enjoy listening! Hello, everyone! Here we are again. Fifth episode. Can't believe it. B. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I, I lost track. I, I wasn't sure if it was fourth or fifth. Yeah. Actually, it feels maybe even a little bit like we've done already ten. <laughs> but it's five. But it's uh, fun to be back. And uh, fun to be back in Australia. Yay! Because we have in front of us Natalie. And Natalie all the way from Sydney. Hi. Hello, yo. Hello, uh, B. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. Nice to be here. Evening time in Sydney and uh, it's uh, only morning here. But we had our uh, little croissant already. We had our coffee, so we're ready to go. <laughs> Sounds good. How are you doing, B? I'm excellent. I'm excited to see what uh, Natalie is going to bring. I'm sure she has an epic story for us and some good insights. And Natalie, how are you doing today? I'm good. Well, maybe the first thing that I would love to uh, hear from both of you is how did you meet? Um, so I met B, I believe, in 2008. There's a bit of a story to it. So in, in 2001, I moved to Australia for a, um, for a guy. I married him. I also divorced him in 2007. And after the divorce, I felt a bit, I guess, disconnected from home. So I started looking for people from Belgium. Yes, that's where I come from. And I found a... Um, yeah, lovely group that was run by B, and I think when she organized her first meetup in Sydney, yes, I joined and I think I've known her since. Right, it's the same group that Joe and I met through. So oh, there you go. I was just <laughs> going to say, it sounds familiar. <laughs> and yeah, indeed, you were part of the very first meeting and uh, that was about 13 years ago. Oh, that was really the kickoff of the Belgians in Sydney. Wow. So Another Belgian lady living in Sydney. That's a big move, huh? Did you move from Belgium to Sydney? Uh, no, I moved from Germany. Oh, okay. So I had already lived in Germany for about three and a half years. Um, I had met my, well, then partner, husband later on with work and yeah, decided to, uh, to make the big move. Yeah. Maybe, Natalie, you can start by telling us how you're currently in life. Oh, currently in life, I'm doing very well. I am single. And very happy with that. I think I've traded in all the men for motorbike. So I'm oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying my freedom and I'm having a really good time. I think it's taken me a long time to, to realize that I don't need a partner to actually be happy. And yeah, so if anything happens down the track, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I um, yeah, quite independent or independent enough. To, uh, to look after myself. I have a son. He'll be 17 soon. So that responsibility, I guess, is, you know, slowly going away as well. So he's, uh, you know, very independent already. But yeah, so I am now enjoying my time. Yeah. So by the sounds of it, you are what we call intentionally single. Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> I love the fact that you also uh, exchanged men for a motorbike. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so, so do I. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no regrets there. 
But if I listen to you, it is clear that you did have some dating experience previously. Plenty. Yeah, plenty. plenty? Okay. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I invited you, of course. Very curious to find out uh, which one is yeah, maybe your uh, most memorable uh, dating experience. Can you tell us something more, Natalie? Oh, God. Look, so I was married twice. So first time was obviously, you know, when I when I moved to Sydney in 2001 and that led to marriage and divorce. I got together with somebody else. We got married again. Unfortunately, that didn't work out after nine, nine years, I think it was. So and because of work and how busy I was, actually, I didn't really have the time and the opportunity to meet men. So, you know, I used to catch up with a with a single girlfriend and usually that was after you know, we hadn't seen each other for a while. So we usually were so engrossed in each other and completely forgot that we were there to actually just check out the guys in the bar or, you know, where we were going. So um, that was never successful. So the only way I could think of, you know, meeting someone was through online dating. So I, in a slightly <laughs> drunken night and after a friend had said, oh, Nat, you should really try, um, you know, online dating. I did sign up. I had, to, I found the courage. I, I drank myself a little bit of courage and I did sign up, you know, with a few dating sites and uh, that has been very entertaining. It's been an eye opener um, because it is obviously, I had to rethink everything <laughs> I kind of knew about dating. <laughs> Um, so it's not the, okay, hi, how are you? A lot of the men presented themselves, obviously, in a very different light. Their age was incorrect. Their their height was incorrect. Because <laughs> when I met up with a few then, you know, they were a lot shorter or, or you know, they definitely didn't look like the person that I thought they were going on to be picture. from yeah. the picture. Been dead on that, yeah. on the height. Yes, <laughs> on the height. yes. And I was actually, um, there were so many men that I, that I actually thought that they had just walked out of prison as well. They looked really scruffy. They looked definitely not my kind of guy that I was after. So I was at a, at a certain time that I thought, look, I've wasted so much time responding to messages, swiping left and right, trying to find someone. So I was kind of ready to give up and just go, oh, look, this obviously isn't working. Uh, I've had been on a few dates, but nothing really came from that. So, but there was, um, there was one guy that I, that I met and we, we went out a couple of times and, you know, one thing came another, we, you know, we were together for, you know, about three months, but, and we went away on a, on a short trip. And a few things that happened in the meantime, so between booking the trip and, and actually going, I was already like, mm, I don't think this is going to work, but, you know, we'll see how we go. So when we when we got to our destination, I just went, look, I, I don't think this is going to work. Let's just enjoy the time that we're having here. Or that How did he react again? Um, oh, very disappointed, obviously. Um, I think he didn't see it coming. He, he thought, you know, things were things were going really well. But um, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of things. I think we had different values, different different priorities in life, okay. and and you know, it, it was just you know, I did I didn't see a future with him. They often say you get to know someone through traveling mm -hmm. together or spending like twenty four seven together for a few yes. days. But you you already yes. had some doubts prior to that, by the sounds of it. Uh look. He was, how shall I say, he was not the guy that I would normally fall for. But since that never worked in the, in the past, I thought, look, let's give him a chance. He was nice. He was, you know, he would do a lot of things for me. But I thought, look, maybe maybe I just have to rethink everything that I've, you know, that I've, that I've had in the past or that I've seen. Things haven't worked out. So maybe it's really me. The problem is me. I need to just, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad. And I'm glad. It, but no, so after a few days, so um, we were packing up to, to come back. And he just says, well, it's such a shame we didn't, we didn't get to use these and he showed me a toiletry bag with some well just call them as they are sex toys 
Now, they were not wrapped up or they were not new. They look like they were quite a few years old and just imagine the ones that you still you know, you're still plugging in, you, well, you still plug them in, basically. They, did, they weren't battery operated or they weren't, you know, chargeable. They were... Ancient. All... <laughs> yes, I wasn't going to say ancient, but, you know, definitely the oldest style uh, sex toys. <laughs> so this guy comes up with sex toys that were used, basically, and more than once. <laughs> he seemed to be okay with the thought that, you know, when we have a romantic night, I can pull these out and that's going to be all excited about this. But I am glad at, because I, I was gobsmacked. I was lost for words, didn't know what to say. And I just go like, okay. But then afterwards I was thinking about it. I'm thinking, God, if he would have pulled them out, you know, on the romantic night, how would I have reacted to this? So it was definitely very interesting with him. So. <laughs> <laughs> how would you have reacted, you reckon? Probably the same, lost for words. Yeah. <laughs> and I think not, not much would have happened that night because, um, yeah, that, I think that would have been a complete turn off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a very odd experience. And But look, I guess that's the problem that you have with online dating. So everything is fast-tracked. Everything goes a lot faster than what it used to be in you meet someone, you become friends, or you meet someone through a circle of friends, you get introduced. So everything here is, yes, you go for a couple of dates or you, you know, you go for coffee and lunch and dinners, but then things seem to evolve a lot quicker than what they used to in the past. You don't really get to know that person very well anymore. So it, it, it all comes up in the relationship. And that's where, you know, I just said, look, I, I can't do this. There's, there's, there, were, there were too many, I think, red flags already that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to see what else, what else he was going to pull out of his bag. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. But the thing is that you said is like, indeed, it goes quite quickly. And before you know you're in, in a relationship, you don't know the guy yet. Do you think it has to do with online dating or is it just, yeah, you don't have a past together? Um, I think it does have to do with online dating because that's how you meet. So because you meet online, a lot of men seem to want to catch up very quickly. They want And look, to be honest, I don't want to waste my time writing and messaging and, and calling. You know, I guess at some point you are just curious to meet that person yeah. in person. And then things tend to go a little bit faster, you know, unless you say, look, yeah. mate, just you know, hold on, let's take it easy. But look, if you feel comfortable with someone, I think it's it's easy to take that next step. But then, you know, as you say, the underlying things, they just, whether it's it's uh, values of that person or characteristics or uh, personality traits that you, you know, you, you, you don't like, they, you know, you don't know them and they, and they don't come up until weeks, months, you know, or maybe even years later, I think. But I think within within a couple of months, I think you know where you are at with that person. So, yes, that was one of the more interesting ones. It's definitely in the epic category, I'd say. <laughs> you just ask yourself also, like, what, what is this guy thinking? So would he really think this is normal then? Would he have done with other women? Look, the fact that he hadn't been in, in many long-term relationships probably, you know, should have been another red flag. And I think he might have... He might have pulled the same bag out <laughs> in the past. I think his view on on what was acceptable, you know, in the relationship and in bed was obviously different to... To your standards. <laughs> Good. But you were telling us, Natalie, you went through a long relationship, a divorce, and then went into online dating. You shared a story with us as well 
about a, a guy you met where the values or the way you looked at certain things were completely different. Yes. So in my last attempt to stay to stay on the dating websites, I had a guy that messaged me and on my profile it said that I was vegetarian because I thought I'd better throw that out there so they immediately know that I won't go to a grill party and you know <laughs> so it, it led you know it, it was a bit lighthearted and I thought look we'll we'll start a conversation we'll we'll see how it goes you know I'll give him a chance and um, we started writing and he had a European background he was he was German had been here for for quite a while as well and after a few messages he kind of uh, writes me that he's not just looking for a partner but he's also looking for a mother figure for his four-year-old daughter because his wife had passed away, you know, about, I think it was about three years prior to him being on the, on the, on the site. And I thought, okay, at least he's, he's honest about it. So I wrote him back and I said, look, I have a 15-year-old, nearly 16-year-old. I think we are at different stages in our lives. So one's about to finish high school. The other one is about to start primary school. So there, there is a, you know, there is a lot of time between that. And at that point, I hadn't thought about it. I thought, look, I don't know if I really want to get involved in this role, or I don't want to take on this role, really. And he just got, oh, hang on, hang on, you know, but can we maybe at least catch up for coffee? You seem nice. You've got, you know, you speak German, um, you know, and I, he was really craving adult conversation and maybe a bit of adult company. So I thought, okay, you know, I think we can do that. So I think there was a week before we met, but, you know, he kept writing me, kept asking me questions. And, and it was it was kind of weird, the questions he asked. Um, he would ask like, oh, how does your son see you? Um, what does he think of you? And I said, oh, I don't know. I think there were a lot of questions that were like testing me as in how I would be in this mother role. Um, what kind of a person was I? What was my character like? How do I wreck a certain situation? He was a police officer. So he was, it was a whole interrogation basically until we met, which I thought it was a little bit odd. On the other hand, I thought, look, at least he's, he's asking me the questions that he wants to know. So he's not wasting any time trying to catch up with someone and then just finding out or, or wasting time and finding out that I probably don't fit yeah. And as such, it also seems like he was asking interesting questions or normal questions, let's put it that way. Uh, that it's not like interrogating you on, on really specific or strange uh, strange things. You know? I'll, I'll get to that afterwards and, and the feeling that that kind of gave me as well. We caught up and he was a lovely guy. He was, he was quite intelligent. Daughter seemed nice enough. I had no issues with her. She, you know, I'd, I'd play with her and, you know, because this was a problem. This was one of the problems in the relationship. The daughter was there 24-7. So the mum had passed away. His parents, who used to live in Germany, had both passed away. And he had no contact with the family of his late wife. So there were no babysitters. There was nobody to look after her. So every date, every time we caught up, she was there as well, which, look, I didn't mind. I, I have no problem with children, but there was no one-on-one -on -one time, you know, that we had to get to know each other or to, to have a chat about, you know, maybe private things or who knows what. But so I, I enjoyed their company. I didn't dislike him. So when he said about eight weeks later, he said, oh, look, I, I kind of like you. I, you know, I enjoy your company. What do you think? Do you think we can, you know, take this a little bit further? Or do you, would you think that there's a future? So I did say, look, I, you know, I've thought about it and, you know, maybe we should give this a go. So we started, we started going out and a lot of issues came up that were very different to what I have seen or what I had seen 
in in a previous relationship. So in my in my second marriage, I was I was married to someone who didn't have kids himself, but who had accepted my child as his own. He would he would come to you know sporting events. He would you know you know he would just just be there, play with my son, and we had clear rules from the beginning that I would still be the main parent as such, but he had the authority to say something to my son when he wasn't behaving or when, you know, when, when things just didn't go as they should have. So I had spoken to my son and said, look, there's this new person in a relationship and we, we're all going to respect each other. So we kind of had an agreement that this is how it's going to work. And with this person that I was seeing with the, with the young daughter, it was very different. I think he felt guilty in a way and he was overcompensating for the fact that his wife had passed away. So the daughter was allowed to basically do anything and everything. She was loud. She didn't have her emotions under control. She could be extremely excited. And at the same time or shortly after, she would be extremely angry and crying. She wouldn't eat a lot of things. So when I tried to cook something with vegetables, hidden vegetables somehow, she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't eat it. There were tantrums. There were a lot of things that just that I wasn't used to and that I had to I had to adjust to it. She would also come in bed with us at night. So there was every night she would, you know, or whenever, you know, he was over here or I was over at his place, she'd climb into bed with us at, at two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, so there was really no partner time. There was no it's just us. Yeah, it sounds like he was perhaps more interested in you as a mom than you as a partner. True. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. It just. It just came to a point where things were becoming really difficult because you try to cook, you try to do the right thing, make sure you, you know, you you make her eat well and she's not overindulging in sweets and cake and, and things. You know, he would allow her to have the sweets before dinner and then she wouldn't have dinner because she probably thought, oh, she's going to give me vegetables again. So, you know, I'm going to I'm going to eat enough sweets so I don't have to have the dinner. And it was it was all fine with him. And there was a lack of table manners. She would be making loud noises at the table. She would eat with her mouth oh, open, yeah. which I thought was really a shame because she was a beautiful looking girl, but she was just, you know, she was just left to do whatever she wanted. So at some point we were sitting at the table, all, all you know, all three of us. And she said to me, she said, oh, can we play that? You are the queen and I'm the princess. And, you know, and, and she had this whole story made up and I said, okay. And I kind of saw that as a bit of an opportunity to say something about her table manners. And I said, oh, but you do know that princesses, you know, they don't eat with their mouth open and, you know, they sit properly at the table. They don't run around with food in their mouth and, you know, they finish dinner first and then they go, go and play. And, and she turns around and she says to me, oh, well, you're not my mother. You can't tell me uh, what I can or what I can't do. Yeah. And he was sitting at the table and I was really disappointed that he didn't actually say anything about that. I wasn't allowed. I don't know whether I was allowed to say something or whether he, you know, I don't know. But he, he didn't pick up that the daughter basically said, look, you, you're not going to say anything to me. I'm just going to do whatever I want. I went home that night and I and I messaged him about it. And I said, look, I was really disappointed that he didn't say anything. How do you see this continue? How is this supposed to work? Yeah. And he didn't really respond to it. And, and I don't know whether he just didn't want to talk about it, whether we completely dismissed it. I don't know whether we even thought that it was a problem or whether I was overreacting. I have no idea because it's it's something that it was never talked or spoken about afterwards. And how come, you think, Natalie? Because, I mean, it seems like it's really weighing on the relationship and I don't hear you say anything bad about him. Look, he didn't he didn't want to. And there were a lot of other things. As I said, the boundaries weren't there. So there was no one-on-one -on -one time. It would have been nice to go out for a dinner just with him. It would have been nice just to go for drinks. 
he wasn't interested in it. He didn't want to. He wasn't open to, to, you know, to get a babysitter for a couple of hours and to say, look, let's let's do something just the two of us. And I think, again, that's where I was like already pulling away from the relationship and thinking, look, if he's not going to respond or if he's not going to take this serious, because it was a, it was an issue for me. And I felt, again, that I was going to put a lot of effort and time in a relationship where I probably wasn't going to get that much back in return. It was more of a he was looking for somebody for the daughter and maybe for him to have some fun and whatever. But I didn't feel like there was a lot that I was going to get in return. And because I have been in a few relationships that had been one-way relationships, I straight away just went, look, I don't want to do this again. I just, you know, and not with the child, but, you know, and I felt sorry for the girl because I think she definitely needs someone that is able to teach her certain things and just to show that, you know, to eat with knife and fork and how to sit properly at the table. It's something that's important to me. For him, it obviously wasn't, but my worry was, or my question was, well, when are you going to teach her? Because if she's going to do this when she's seven and 10 and 15, it doesn't look nice. Yeah. So True. the boundaries weren't there. He didn't seem like he was going to set any boundaries anytime soon. Yeah. So I kind of said, look, if if we can't do this together and if we can't talk about how, you know, or what my role is going to be in her life, well, I don't know how this is going to work. So, and especially because I had seen it differently in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And what you also said is that you were maybe nowhere in the relationship. Indeed, it was a lot about him and her convenient to have uh, yeah that's maybe a bit extreme but it sounds like convenient that you were there but you weren't supposed to ask anything talk about anything serious just uh, take up a role that wasn't really the role you chose I understand the wife had passed away so it's been a very difficult time but there was boxes with her clothes boxes with shoes and handbags and jewelry and he, he said that he wanted to keep it for the daughter so I really felt like the fifth wheel, really. So it was him and her and the wife that had passed away kind of a thing. And it was all, I was really just there to, as you said, just maybe to help him out in a way of like, well, maybe she can play with her or maybe I can cook for her, which, you know, was never appreciated because she, she wouldn't eat it anyway. But yeah, it was it was a very difficult relationship. And it's it's interesting because he just recently messaged me and he just, you know, I think he was looking for a friend with benefits which I straight away said to him, I said, look, not something that I'm into. Um, so, but, and then he says, oh, but I'm lonely and whatever. And I said, look, you're going to be lonely for a very long time. So if you don't listen to what I've told you, and if you're not going to accept that you need to change things, he had let himself go a little bit as well. So he was clothes that he was wearing. He looked a bit daggy. Um, but at the same time, he wanted me to look good. And, you know, he, he wanted to make sure that I was, I was fit. And, you know, uh, that was one of the questions that he asked at the very beginning. Oh, do you, do you do sports? You know, what do you do? Do you keep fit? And, it is an expectation somehow that we women look after ourselves, but then you can get together with a guy that doesn't look after himself. I think it's a it's a wise decision of you, Natalie, not to uh, to say yes yeah, to a brave uh, one. Yeah. yeah, to say yes to his uh, recent request because yeah, that would have been very complicated. But how did you feel at that time? I guess I get disappointed that I was hoping to make it work. I looked into foster care many many years ago with my second husband, and he wasn't really interested in it, but. So I always thought, look, if there's a child that needs a parent or parents, I am happy to provide that. So 
this was kind of like, look, maybe initially I wasn't open for it. And I thought, look, it, it might create difficulties because I have a son that's a lot older. And, you know, there's, there's a big age gap between the two kids. But ultimately, as I said before, my son was, was already quite independent. This girl really needs a mother for, to help her, with, you know, with her future. So I thought, okay, let's, let's give it a go. Yeah, because you invested a lot in it, in the relationship in the end, but didn't get too much in return. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I can understand the guy to a certain extent. I mean, it must have been terrible what he's go, been going through and, and, and the same for the girl. So Yes, and I believe he had seen grief counsellors in the past. So I actually told him that it probably wouldn't be bad for him to actually go and see somebody again because he obviously doesn't see that there is a problem with how he, in his relationships, he doesn't see how things aren't working for the women in the relationship. He thinks it's probably very normal what he's doing, but I think for 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 a lot of women, it, it's definitely um, you know I, I don't see how anyone would put up with it, and and as I said, would invest the time to you know to be with both of them and 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 try to make things work, and then you know it's just not either appreciated or it's just yeah he doesn't accept it. Looking back at that story, Natalie, what would you say you learned from it, or what would you advise listeners? Look. If there are children involved in relationships, you need to talk about it, I guess, and, and just find out what that person or what you want as a parent from that other person. And, you know, how much time will you be spending with everyone? How is it going to work? Are the kids there when you are there? Are they maybe with another parent or, you know, are they there full time? You know, where are you as a partner in that relationship or how do you see that other partner in your relationship when there are kids involved. Have a good chat about that and, and you know, how the, how the future is going to turn out or how, you know, the expectations, what they are going to be for the future. Good learnings. Joe. what would you say your learnings are, your key takeaways? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So first of all, I would say that I agree with Natalie. Yeah, I think it's probably very important to have that big conversation. Definitely in such a context, of course, for me, it's a bit more difficult to, uh, to fully understand as I don't have kids. I heard you say, Natalie, that in the first relationship where everything went well on this level, so where your partner really accepted your son as his own, that it all started with a good conversation. So that apparently is in such a context very important. And I understand that that for you is, is your lesson learned. Uh, for me, I would say in every relationship, there are two sides to a relationship. So it should come also from both ends. And you mentioned the one one way street. So that is, I think, if you start feeling that, you know, it's really that it's only you contributing and you don't get that much in return, that that, of course, is a very big red flag. And the difficulty there is maybe that you might not figure it out or, or understand this from the start. So that's probably why uh, yeah, it can take time before you start really realizing that uh, that it's a one way street. But it's a it's a big red flag. So I think yeah, th th those relationships uh, never really end up well, I'm afraid. That's it. That's it. So, you know, I, th I do think that that memory of her, how shall I say, there was definitely no, there was no closure or there had been no closure. I don't think, honestly, I don't think he was ready to move on. I think he wanted somebody there. I wanted, he wanted to have somebody to cuddle and, you know, have sex with and, and to, to be there for his daughter. But I don't think he had really gotten his head around not having his late wife there and I think that was half of the problem because as I said the daughter was so conditioned there were things there from her everywhere there was jewelry there was you know boxes with stuff 
So it, I think it's in general with him probably just the whole combination of he's not ready, the daughter doesn't know any boundaries. I don't know, could I have avoided it? Probably by, by not even getting involved and just really just pulling through and saying, look, no, I don't think this is going to work from the beginning, which is what I did. Got emotional and, and thought, no, this, you know, he's a nice guy. When I met the girl, she wasn't that bad, but I think she became jealous as well of, of me being in that relationship and spending time with dad, who she had basically 24-7. So all of a sudden there's this other person that, you know, takes up his time. We'd be having a conversation. If we wouldn't, or if I wouldn't pay attention straight away because she would just try to get into the conversation, she would start screaming and throwing tantrums. So, you know, I think it was all, as I said, I think he, he's, he tried his best, but he just really massively had failed at it what about you B? yeah i think when you when you get together with someone and you you get married you have kids you get through that dynamic very differently and and very paced where you have those discussions when you have a baby and what you find important when the child grows up which is obviously very different when you meet someone and you yourself you have kids or that person has kids and I've been in, in a situation where I became an instant stepmom of three kids and I couldn't have gone through that experience without my partner at the time respecting me and also allowing the kids to have that relationship with me, especially as you say, Natalie, set boundaries. I mean, the kids could never get away with disrespecting me because he would call them out on it. And, and I think that's very important in any relationship where there's kids involved yeah absolutely yeah so natalie we also have uh, like in each episode a question from the listeners joe so natalie yeah you're not alone in this situation because we have uh, received a few questions from listeners and one of the questions is how important is it or how important is the time between the two relationships so is it important that definitely if there are kids involved that the break is long enough between the previous relationship and stepping into a new relationship. So how much time should should you leave? Oh god, Joe, that's a that's a difficult one. I I don't know if it really if you can really put a time on that. I've moved on pretty quickly just because at some point I disconnect. You know, when things aren't working, I try for a little while, but at some point I just say, look, I don't see this going anywhere. I don't think we're going to get all together. So I kind of already I'm I'm kind of already preparing myself for look, you know, we're we're coming to the end basically of a relationship. So and I'm usually quite ready to move on or, you know, I'm not I'm not closed for, for meeting somebody else. So, you know, having having a child myself, I think um, you know, there is there is no point really in in, you know, or no point in time where you can say, um, now I'm ready or, you know, am I ready or am I open to date someone with children or without children? It wasn't about the mom not being there. It was more about him not respecting, yeah. not having his daughter respect you, right? I don't think it is. And as I said, when there are kids, I think the one thing you have to do is just have a chat about, you know, what role is that partner going to take on? Yeah, and whether they're kids or not, that's not the determining factor, if I understand correctly. I started off uh, this conversation by saying that you're uh, single now and uh, happy <laughs> in life. Oh, God, yeah. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
And you clearly are. I see the smile on your face and the smile in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think the morale of this episode is if you're fed up with men, get a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, Natalie, for sharing your story with us. Uh, very inspiring. Thank you. And um, let's all go, go out and buy a bike. <laughs> I used to have one. I might uh, think of getting another one. You had a bike. I did have a bike in the Netherlands and then when I moved to Australia, but it's been, I think, other than us riding a scooter in the Philippines, Joe, I haven't, uh, <laughs> that was an adventure by itself. <laughs> Thank you very much also to our listeners. Fifth episode, sixth one coming up. So as usual, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thanks, Joe. Thanks to our listeners. Thank you, B and Natalie. It was a pleasure having you in our episode. And hope to see you soon. If you like this episode, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Dating Stories. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.